Hi guys, I'm James. I'm Chloe, and you're listening to This Is What We Know. And today we're on part three of our epic D&D Do or Do Not series. <laughs> um, and I think, yeah. I think part three will probably be the final part. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll probably cover everything else we've sort of... Yeah. I'm sure we've missed loads of things. Oh god, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, we we'll... right. we can always circle back. We can always, yeah. at a later date, be like part four. Part five. <laughs> Just a never-ending story. Yeah, exactly. Oh, how good is the never-ending story? Oh my god, god it's amazing. Anyway, so today we're going to talk a little bit about the campaigns that we have had a go at. Yeah. Um, and I guess we're going to do like a little bit of kind of a review kind of a situation. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose let's start off with uh, the one we've talked about the most. Yes. Strahd. Good old Strahd. The, the Curse of Strahd is, I think, its full yes. name. Yes, yeah. Uh, so I DM'd when we played this one. Yes. And the Curse of Strahd is kind of like this sort of gothic horror kind yes. of a dracula yeah it's kind sort of, of feel. heavily based on dracula yes and i think once even if when you see the book yeah cover, you can sort of get oh, it's that. so cool i love it yeah um and this one's one that you can kind of you can sort of run it as creepy as you want yes yeah. um so you can make it very creepy and spooky mm. we didn't we no. um you know we kept on theme but yeah. I, I sort of kind of glossed over some of the really like creepy stuff I, I yeah. felt like it wasn't for the, for the game we were running, and with the characters no. you had, I didn't feel like it yeah. worked. But you can, so yeah, so you can make this quite sort of scary and creepy, or if that's not for your party, mm. yeah, absolutely don't have to. No. And I think, to me, out of all the ones we've played, Strahd almost, it felt like the most fleshed out world. Yes, because it, was, it wasn't part of the rest of the... That's a, the so probably, yeah, probably we should actually explain that, yeah. So, Strahd exists in um, a sort of, like... A, a, like a universe sort of off to the side. A separate universe. It's not a parallel universe, but it no. is, it's separate. Yeah. Uh, apparently, um, uh, many, many years ago, it used to be part of the, of the, like, yeah. the D&D universe as a whole. But then, the as part of, of Strahd yeah, happened. then um, he like sort of became the lord and jailer of his own yeah. little plane. And, and the country of Barovia separated. Yes. Um, from the rest of the universe, which yeah. is quite cool, but the country feels so fleshed out. It yeah, feels I think, so I think real. that's why, like, yeah. because of that reason. And one of my favourite things about about Curse of Strahd mm. was how every single place you went or thing you did, nothing felt like a side quest. No, yes, everything. It all, felt all, it all ties together beautifully. Yes. It's all you know. There's no areas that are sort of poorly thought out. There's some that are really fun. Yes, you know. <laughs> and then there's some that are a bit more serious and a bit more thought-provoking. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and I think it was really, really easy to run. Just the way the book's written, the format, yeah. uh, the way it works, where, where you pick the tarot cards, and that's how you pick yes. where the weapons are. And increase the, increase the replayability value, yes, I think. You, you can play it again, again, and again, and come across different scenarios. Yes. Which I think is actually really important, because they're not cheap, yeah. these books. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. You, you want know, and if you, you play it through play once... Yeah. You know, you haven't uh, obviously. You've hopefully had a lovely time, but it's nice to know that you could go again. Oh yeah, and it it would be different. Mm. Um, so I think that's what I have to say about Strahd. Mm. Really great to run, really easy to run. It was really just the way, the whole way the books laid out, really super easy to run and really clear and easy to understand. Mm. Um, which I think is really important. Yeah, I think th- maybe a negative mm-hmm. is it's very role play heavy. Yes, and maybe and it's quite role play heavy for the DM. Yes, and if I you're think... not a good actor as the DM, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it can be know, quite difficult. It could be quite difficult mm. to play. 
And the same for for the players. Yeah, I think it does its best to set it up, though. Yes, and Compa- you do, there is a lot of background. Yes, so you're not just trying to role play with no information. Yeah, you're and not making trying to flesh out characters. Every character that realistically you're going to be role playing to any reasonable degree has like a good character written yes. and a backstory. Yeah, and sort of some description of their mannerisms, which yes. is quite helpful. Yeah. Um. Did you Did you enjoy? I, I actually, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it had a very interesting villain, yes. which is difficult. I think that that's a really difficult thing to do, is mm. have a really interesting villain. Someone who really feels undefeatable. Yes, yeah. And the way they play it where he is the the Lord and Master. And you, yes. Obviously, and it's he, up to the DM. He's very present. Yes, it's up to the DM how much yeah. he appears... Yeah, but he's not some. In sort what of, form he appears? Yes, but he's not some sort of spectral figure that you kind of hear about but never really deal he's with. He's not like maybe like the Eye of Sauron to yeah, like exactly, Lord of the yeah. Rings reference. Yeah, who you like know is there but really does not interfere in the day to day. Yes, yeah, well, he's, he is there. Yeah, and he will make himself known. Yes, and yeah. I think that's really fun actually, I think so. and that gives you much more sense of realism because mm. realistically, if you were in some evil lord's kingdom, yeah. he's going to come and check yeah. you out. Yeah. So I, I think Struck was great. I really enjoyed them. Mm. I, I think that was one of the really best good. ones we yeah. played, yeah. And I think it meant you could sort of play the world yes. more than just having to try and play the villain. Yeah, and the, the world just felt really real yeah. to me. Because what you had was a villain that was had a thorough backstory yes. all the way from, like you know, before he became... Yes. Historical. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you've got so much history sort of built into that story. Yes that's really helpful actually for building characters mm. um, and there are a few um, sort of better known D&D characters that do pop up yes yes, um, which is quite fun for people that you know know the world quite well yes I think that's really quite fun yeah but it wasn't something that you had to know no so if you had no idea who they were and you never played it before it wasn't going to wreck the game no you didn't have to know who they were w- leave you scratching your head it being was sort like, of like it what's was sort of this a bit of a nice easter egg yeah for people yeah, that are maybe I, I, more oh, used to playing in the sort of standard D&D world yes. and universe yeah um, but, mm. but it fitted in really well and it felt realistic it didn't yes. feel like they'd been like oh we need to put this character in no no yeah no, I don't think any of the characters felt forced no Though I think we had some slight issues, didn't we, with um, the the female uh, main character, the NPC. Oh, the, um, I can't remember what her name is, but the one he wants to marry. Yes, yeah. Um, well, obviously, Esmeralda, but that's from... Um... Yeah. <laughs> that's from something I else. I remember what the issue was with her. Um, I think we had this issue where it's it like... Sort of... You almost wanted to get rid of her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, so, what we should have done, I think... Mm. Was maybe started out as a, like maybe a fighter or something like that or something. Yeah, sort of. she was a bit like annoyingly useless. Yeah, she was she was a bit like a classic damsel in distress. Yeah, um, which kind of works with the game, but also I'm not really on board with ever. Yeah. Um, but did I will say f- with that setting, it kind of worked. Yeah, I think maybe if like we'll, and we'll probably we'll revisit it again at some point. Yeah, definitely. Um, maybe like yeah I said relook at restatting the character yeah because if you just go off based off the one in the book it sort of leaves her a bit like useless super vulnerable <laughs> yeah and yeah you're like obviously because she's so important to the game mm. as the DM you have to kind of find yourself protecting her 
Yes. Because she can't really defend you, herself. Yeah, exactly. You almost have to give her plot armor. Yeah, which because is... Because she's so important. Yeah, which isn't something you want so to have to do for any character. Yeah. You, you want to have a very, I suppose, Game of Thrones-esque kind you of... You can, um, what I will say is you can kill her off and there is a, in the in the book, in mm. the um, campaign, there is a option for if you do kill her. Oh, okay. Um, but I didn't like it. No, no, that's fair enough. No. Um, it's probably obviously because it's so set up for that to be yeah, the way it is. The, I will say about Stride, it's a tiny bit, you know, it's set up for you to do things a certain way and if you don't do them a certain way, mm. it can be a little tricky. But that's why it makes, I think you, would you agree, it probably makes like a good second campaign. Yeah, and I think it was great. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, shall we move on? Yeah, so next we had Storm King's Thunder. This is Obviously the other one that I've DM'd. DM'd this as and well. this one is right up my street on paper. It's <laughs> high fantasy, yeah. which I'm all about. Yes. It's really it's really big. I think just the whole concept <laughs> of it is really big. I feel like you're making puns now, because, uh, well, maybe we should explain that it's about giants. It is about giants. <laughs> but, I, but what I mean is, I feel like the whole, just the whole world and the concept is just so big. Yes. And it's really, really great, but I think it's quite hard to get your head around. Yes, I think there's definitely a lot to it. Yes. Personally, obviously having DM'd this one, I didn't find this as easy to run. No, I think it's because it's obviously within the greater world as well. Yeah. It can, It's probably quite difficult in that sense. I also to... just think the way the campaign book is written and the, the yeah. information that it provides mm. is not as easy to run as Strahd. No, I think... I will see to go back to Strahd quickly just for a second. Mm. Uh, Strahd is also a remade game. It's a remade of an earlier. earlier. Um, F- uh, I think it was third edition. I think it might have been, been earlier. Or maybe second edition. But yeah, yeah. so I think that's probably why, because it had a lot so more time to work so, on yeah. it. And it's very. To make it work. Yeah. yeah. But I think Storm King Thunder was so epic. It was, yeah. And it, I think it took you to different places. Yes, it really did. Because a lot of, obviously, the games that we've played so far have all sort of centred around maybe Baldur's Gate mm. um, and, uh, like, Waterdeep. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, like, and those sort of areas. Yeah. Like, even, like, you know, the, the initial starter campaign that we played as well yeah, was, like, around that sort area, of area. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think the sort of Storm King's Thunder was a really fun, like start as well like yeah because you you were fighting against you know you had the uh giants turn up at the city gates something that i think storm king thunder does really well Mm. is having not just being like you know easy enemies these are enemies you realistically cannot kill yes so it it forces you to be smart yes i think i stabbed one in the eye didn't i yeah you did really well on that. <laughs> um i got a very very good role i managed to blind the giant and yeah. then like and escape hide and to run away yeah, yeah. What you did. i will say with this one we haven't actually finished this one no uh we, we should probably say that obviously due to our like work lives yes they do heavily impact a lot on our D and D play no, the time, and obviously our training and various other yes, things. Yeah. yeah, obviously because you're training for your big swim, aren't you? Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Yeah. And you've got the gym and stuff. Yeah. Um, so obviously, I, I feel like if you're a party, there's six of you, let's say, and someone mm. can't turn up, you can just play without that. Yes, person. but if you are <laughs> in a player and DM game kind of a situation, then yeah. you can't exactly run the I game. Can't, yeah, I cannot DM a game player. for no players, and you can't well, turn up as a player. Just like reading a story out loud. Yeah, he's <laughs> so reading it yourself. Stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can read in my head. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, we haven't finished Stalking Thunder. But I think we really, really enjoyed like the yeah. start, and I, I think we will come back to it. Actually, yeah, we definitely should. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously I've read to the campaign book yes. so that I could DM yeah. it. Yes. So I know that it does have a really cool ending. Yes. And what's really good about Storm King's Thunder is that this think... is similar to Strahd in a way in that there are different options of who can be the bad guy. Yes, I think that's um, very good. Yeah, so you can run it with effectively four different bad mm. guys, um, which is a really fun way of doing things because, again, it means you can run it again. Yeah. And and have a different a different yes. game, yeah. really. Um, so, yeah, I... I We've enjoyed Storm King's Thunder. To my mind, it wasn't, or so far, it hasn't been quite as good as Strahd. No, I think, I think Strahd is probably the best out there for like story, like role playing storyline. Yes, and so easy to. Write. And it's so self-contained. I think that's mm. the other thing. Really, I really, really, I recommend really Strahd as like a first. Yeah. Full campaign, but it doesn't necessarily have to be self-contained either, though, because you can find yourself there with another character. If you so say, if you've just finished a campaign, if your DM is willing. Yes. You can find yourself there with a character from another campaign. Yeah. Um, which can be quite an interesting quite role-playing dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's really all I've got to say about Storm King's Thunder. Yeah. Like I said, we haven't finished it, I, but I love the like high fantasy yes. kind of style of oh, it. That's, so that's good. So, so, that's a bit of me. Um, <laughs> and I think the concept's great. Yes. So next we go on to Descent into Averse. Which is one that you DM'd when yes. we played it. So this is based. It's effectively a prequel. It's very strange um, to the new Baldur's Gate game. The the computer game. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. So effectively, yeah, it's a prequel to that. And um, basically, through some wheeler dealings, um, some of the characters in the game um, mm-hmm. have effectively sent Avernus. Yes. Uh, sorry, sent a place. To Avernus, sorry. Avernus is kind of like hell. Yes, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, trail that's the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I can never quite pronounce properly, so I'm probably butchering El-Torel. the pronunciation. El Torel, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, and so through like some dealings with devils, yeah, they've sent El Torel into Avernus, which is effectively hell. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was pretty fun, actually. Yeah, so this is more of like a city based, or it has been, you know, particularly the beginning. Yes. Um, which is for us, you know, having done Strad, we then went into this one. Yeah. Um. So th- that's kind of like a really different style, which I, <laughs> I think we really enjoyed. Yeah, I think it definitely made a, a bit of a difference, and it gave you, like, while Strad was a very like big bad sort of character. Yes. It gave you some different types of big bads. And I also feel like this one has a few, more of a, you know, there's a bad guy around every corner kind of a feel. Yeah, yeah, and Not yeah. just, you know, obviously Strahd is around every corner in, yes. in the curse of Strahd. But, but, but he, you know, like, you could, you could be speaking, you could be speaking to, you know, a person that you met around the corner yes. or at the pub and they could turn out to be a bad guy, which I think is really yes. fun. I think, yeah, I think that's quite clever. Like, but I will say with this one that we struggled with a little is that it does assume quite a lot of knowledge about the world. Yes, I think that is, yeah. There is a companion book yes. to this, which you have to buy almost for your player to be able to, to, like, to play the game. To make sense of the universe. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you need to have like some sort of reading material for your player to actually yeah. understand. So I think if, if this one's for experienced D&D players, I would Yes, say. I would, yeah, I would uh, definitely This isn't say. one that I'd start as your first one. No, yeah, because there are... Um, there are bits in it such as... Um, you have like your different character backgrounds. Yes. Which are 
they are sold to Baldur's Gate, where yes. obviously the start yeah. of the um the campaign begins. Yeah. And you cannot play them unless you know a lot about no. Baldur's Gate. Yes, and obviously you've played the computer game, yes. so, which has given you a lot more background knowledge. Yeah. But for me, a lot of these things are not that clear. No. Um, but I think this is... I really I enjoyed like the kind of nitty-gritty feel of this one. Yes, yeah, I think it was really fun. The way it, it really allowed you to sort of get into like it's gonna sound like a pun from um, star wars but the scum of of like you know yes. sort of boulders gates like yeah really like sort of down dirty yeah. kind of a, yeah. a feel to it which i thought was really fun yes. um i can't really remember what happens to be honest <laughs> um which is probably not a great selling point yeah i think it's a very long campaign it is long which yeah. i think is something to say and there are different parts to it like where you can you know you can split off again like like yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a big thing about I think a lot of the campaigns. There yeah. are many of them where you have to play one route. No, I like, think that, that's really great because then whatever you choose to do, yes. you really feel like you have ownership of it. But then for the DM, you know, they've still got loads of information on how to yes. run these things. Mm. So I think they do, actually all the all the um, campaigns do that really well. Actually, I'd say yes. I think something else to say is as well, if you do get sort of bored of a campaign. You can always maybe if you want to keep the same characters, you can have them journey somewhere else and find start a different one. Yeah, You'd be like, yeah, we give up on this place that's gone into Avernus. We're going somewhere else. Like, and then obviously you can have it being in the background. Yeah, and have like, it going on in the background. Yeah, and like oh. build it into the backstory. <laughs> yeah. of a different campaign. Like oh, uh, maybe your your new characters are um, uh, pilgrims or something veterans like that. From veterans the battle from the battle. Previous, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. loads of options. Like we've um, had, we've had arc like in previous games. We've had um, characters walk past, yeah, like, previous characters, yeah, like other characters that like we've had who have been doing games. something yeah. at the time, which was quite fun. That is fun, yeah, and that's particularly. I think that's really cool if you've you know spent a lot of time with a character that you've grown to really like. Yes, and and then have had to give up on for whatever reason. Yes, I think again a lot of the issue is for us is obviously because we we're only the two of us. Yeah. And because of the our work patterns and training schedules are so vast, <laughs> like it makes it very difficult. Like if we, yeah, yeah. see, because I could be working a lot of nights, yeah, or days that like run on, and then yeah. obviously trying to train as well, yeah, and that means that we might not always play for weeks on end. I think this is a bit what we struggled with with this particular campaign yes. is that it was long mm-hmm. and quite complicated. Yes, and we I weren't think... able to sort of yeah. commit the time to it that maybe no. it needed. Yeah, and sort of the time, and also just like the mental capacity. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. It, it was quite. This was quite a complicated one. It was. It was. It was a very complicated campaign. I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, I, I still think I think it's one you can really enjoy. Perhaps if you're a little bit more experienced in D and E. Yes, I think I next think time. Good. Yeah, I, I think. Stra- I think it, if we were to sort of um, put them in an order, mm-hmm. I definitely think. It would probably be Strada's your first one to go to after. Oh yeah, classic. Yeah, after you've played and like, then, the beginning campaign. Then I would say the one that we haven't discussed yet, but which we we're about, about to go to, into now, which is Waterdeep Dragon Heist, which I freaking love. <laughs> it was really fun, actually. I loved this one. And this one was so again, neat. it was a very. It was one where you could choose your own villain, which was great. Yes, yeah. and I, I love that because it means that you've got different choices, and they were they weren't just like oh, it's one human. Or humanoid bad guy. Yes. Like you had beholders. Yeah. Which 
if oh, you know such a fun mix of anything about them, they are terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> and they have yeah, they've got a lot of like power. And the, um, the brain sucky things. Yes. Oh called? my god. Yeah, they they're were, really freaky. Uh, so, um, um, my, like you have mind, mind flayers. Mind, yeah, something like that. Which. Um, if you've ever watched Stranger Things, you might know about them. Yeah. Uh, basically, yeah, they start off as like a little tadpole that crawls into your brain, and then they eat take them. over your personality and each, yeah, yeah, and like run your body. Yeah. And so, and part of their sort of like pets they have are called brain devourers. Yes. And these brain devourers, they are able to displace your brain and take yeah. over your body. <laughs> so, what I think is really fun about this one is this is really not a hack and slash. This no. is, as the name suggests, this is a heist kind of a situation. Yes. This one you needs some brain power. Yes, and it also gives you, so it gives you a bit more um, chance to get into like the background characters and it's players day to day of like, what actually being an adventurer yeah. in these kind of cities would and be also, like. What do you, you do? Adventure all the time. Yeah, what do you do when you're not adventuring? Exactly, and I love that you have a home base. Yes, in this one. Yeah, this and by that I do not mean get. a home base, the shop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean a, you have. A home that you live in, yeah, and yeah. I think that's that's a really yeah. cool thing. And you you know you can spend time improving that. Yes, you are able to sort of build it up as you yeah, see fit, exactly. Which is a really and, you fun. Know, you have neighbors, and you can build relationships with yeah. your neighbors and things like that. Which, while it's kind of you know sounds a bit silly for like a D and D game, <laughs> actually really brings that world to life. I th- yeah, I think. I think the world building this is probably the best so far. Yeah, also, we've played. Yeah, between this one and the Strad, but I think this yeah. one's fab. I just loved this one. I think this one because it also had ex- other parts, like you could journey to other places and like yeah, you know, because Warsteep is huge. Yeah, it's so large. This one like, is big. You know, you could do you could do side quests for days. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it gave you opportunities to make side quests. Yeah, which is so fun because if you don't want necessarily want to just run through this straight campaign you want to be more like you know mm. living in this world yes having like you know a home and the ability to do these side quests and make money yeah. and do all these various things mm. which i mean technically in the rules you can do in any of the games yeah but i think this one was one like the only one we've played so far that set it up yeah yeah and exactly was like, and made it work for the game yeah. like you didn't need to yeah like it wasn't a like it was a large part of it but you didn't actually need to you could brush over yeah. yeah or you could be like oh dm i i don't really want to make a home base in this is yeah, it exactly. possible to sort of like can we just not yeah or like and you can yeah. you can do that you know you can be like oh wait you know i i now own this building but i'm not really gonna do anything with it yeah like and um, or you know you can be like oh i'm gonna hire someone and yeah. have them run it for me and be yeah. like yeah they're, they're gonna clear it up and make sure it's all good and yeah exactly like oh every, you know every now and then your 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 player might gain a bit of money from them or something yeah so i feel like this just this campaign as a whole is so different from the other ones we've talked about yes um in something so to say about ways. this also well we haven't played it yet it has a sequel yes it does have a sequel it does so if you loved this and really enjoyed it you can just carry on yes which i think is so fun but it also doesn't mean you're committing to like no. this massive epic campaign of like eventually no. two books. And also, um, um, you could and the same with like the, the next piece, yeah, which was um, I think it was Dungeon of the Mad Mage. I think yes. what's it, Dungeon of the Mad Mage? I think it was called. Yeah. Um, yeah, where you can just start in that one. Yes. You didn't have to you have don't played have this. To have done this one, although you absolutely should do this one because yeah. this one's great. Oh yeah, this one's really fun. It is quite a long campaign, but it's not like long in the. Where it you feel think. long. It's not like it's not like you know you do this thing and then you do that thing and then you do this thing and it's like this constant like 
no. straight line of like eventually sort of working towards getting no. to the end. I feel like this one's very much one that has loads of different directions to yeah. go. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I loved this one. It was because I think it's because Warsteep is obviously such a nuanced city, isn't it? Yes. Like, and I think the city setting does give you more options. Yeah. I think this one was more well constructed. Yeah. Maybe I, I really rate this one. Yeah. I really enjoyed yeah. it, yeah. I think this one and Strahd were my two favourites yes. of the ones we played. Obviously, yeah. there are a lot of campaign oh, books that we haven't so many. played. I think there must be about like 20 odd campaign yeah. books out there. And they're adding to them all the time. Yeah. And like, then, of course, you know, the DM can just build their own one. Yeah, I think that's a good Which is a massive time commitment. But if oh. you want to do that. Yeah, I, I had a little go. You did really well, <laughs> actually. Making my own you made sort a of good little. Villain. Little um, sort of. Keep... It was sort of a murder mystery kind yeah. of situation. So I, I took heavy, obviously, inspiration off of, like, Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Because I thought... Because I think when you're making your own sort of campaign, mm. you need to have a... Like, Some inspiration. Sort of, yeah, I think... And I think, like, films and fantasy books are great for yes. that kind of thing. If you're a yeah. big reader, you know, and you know the other members of your party maybe mm. aren't, you can, you know, pick a few things from the plot of yes. your favourite fantasy book mm. and just work it in. I think that's a good yes, way to I do it. I think that's a very good way of doing it. Yeah, I think... Like when when you get a lot of experience, make making it up, yeah. or even retooling another like campaign and you know retelling it in your own like way, yeah, can be amazing. And yeah. I think it can add endless you know customization to it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great thing to do if that's if you're able to. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but for us, we we have that's not something we've really had the time. No, I think we were very lucky at the time because I think I had a, a like a bit of time off. That was and... when we had COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. Wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Just after we finished sort of Strad, yeah. we went on to that. Yeah. But it was just yeah, we had time to be able yeah. to like. You did a really good job. Yeah. actually, I think, and you kept me guessing right up to the end about who the villain was, mm. which is obviously I think one of those things. That's the main thing, obviously, because if any of you know about obviously the um the sort of the story of Jack the Ripper, he was never found out. Yeah. So it was like, well, he could be anyone then. Yeah. Exactly. And I thought that was a really clever. Like idea that you could be like any of the characters that you sort of run into. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So that that was yeah. Yeah. I think if you if you have a DM or you are a DM who has the time and the creativity to build your own world, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think so. Um. Not nothing against the pre-written campaigns. I think they're great, particularly mm-hmm. Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Yes. <laughs> in, case, in case no one realised that. <laughs> um, but but I just think to have those infinite possibilities you just can't beat that no you know yeah I think you're right yeah yeah I think that's a, a very a positive note to sort of end on end yeah. our, our D&D trilogy yeah I said we, we may come back for a, an extra episode if we feel yeah. we and, and if people figure out if people, we want you know want, are listening to it and seem interested then yeah. we can always yeah. do some more but I think for now that's probably enough we yeah. should probably go back to some other topics <laughs> um, for the non-D&D <laughs> that okay. might be listening uh, well I've been James I've been Chloe and you've been listening to This Is What We Know thanks guys thanks bye bye